This is Sam Anderson, lead pastor at Central Church. Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. And to keep up with everything happening in our faith community, visit centralchurch.cc. So today, uh, I'm talking through joy. And any time that I think about joy, I think about this. Do you guys watch, have, have all of you seen the movie Elf? It is like the only Christmas movie in our house, yes? Has anyone not seen the movie Elf? Okay, are you serious? Dude, okay, do yourself a favor, you're welcome. This afternoon, go home and watch, it's incredible. So Buddy the Elf is just like the, 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 the embodiment of, of joy in that movie, and it's hilarious. And we had our Christmas party on Wednesday night, uh, which was great, it was Elf-themed, and so we had this cut out, so I thought, hey, I'm gonna bring it up here. This is, this is what comes to mind for me when I think of joy, but when, what I'm talking about today is going to be a little bit, um, a little less, I guess, commercial and superficial as Buddy the Elf being joy, right? I'm going to take a little bit uh, of a different approach. I want to look at joy from a sort of like spiritual and biblical perspective and what it looks like to us as Christ followers, us as people who ascribe to the teachings of Jesus and, and the way, that way of life, what is joy supposed to look like? For us, and so hopefully, I feel like the content this morning, if we can take it and we can apply it, it can like literally change our lives. So it's gonna be it's gonna be really cool. I'm really excited. But I want to start off talking about joy by talking about kind of the opposite for a second. So my mom uh, passed away in January of 2014, and so uh, the Christmas season that year was really really tough because she went into the hospital, uh, you know, first second week of December. And that was like her last stay at the hospital, right? And so she passed early uh, January 2014. That was nearly six years ago. And so every time uh, the Christmas season comes around, you know, that's, that's part of the narrative for my family is that, you know, we experienced loss in this season. And so we have a lot of memories in that. And then, um, and then my, my, one, of our, one of our close family friends, someone who was in our, our, our friend's circle, we've known her for years, she actually passed away on Christmas uh, two years ago in 2017, and so that is part of sort of the emotions and the feelings and the thoughts and the reality and the narrative surrounding the Christmas season for us. And so with that, I was thinking, you know, Christmas, it's, it's Buddy the Elf, it's Christmas trees, it's presents, it's tinsel, it's joy, it's, it's all the things. What is tinsel? Did I use that in the proper context? Tinsel, that's like the, okay, I'm getting ahead now. Okay, cool. I still don't know what it means, but I'm still going to continue to say it. Um, it. It can be all of these positive things and all these crazy things, but it can also be pretty heavy for some people. You know, it can be a pretty heavy season. It can be a pretty sort of, you know, maybe tough season for many because I feel like many of us have, have suffered loss. I feel like many of us have experienced pain in life, maybe not just in the Christmas season, but in general, right? Many of us have dealt with grief or we've navigated heartache or, you know, maybe the passing of a loved one. Maybe it's strained uh, relationships uh, or maybe it's just, you know, the difficulty of life. But the reality is, if any of us have lived any life whatsoever, nobody is a stranger to hard times. Nobody is a stranger to this brokenness and this hurting and this pain that happens. Sam, I thought you were talking about joy this morning. Where are you going with this, right? Where This is kind of a downer to start out. Listen, as we look at joy, I want us to understand that what we're talking about supersedes circumstances. 
what we're talking about when we talk about joy is that it supersedes the happenings in life. It's more than just this feel good, warm and fuzzies, hey, things are good, so I'm full of joy. Things are, are clicking for me, so I'm full of joy. I got a raise at, at, at my job, I'm full of joy. It's the Christmas season, I'm full of joy. No, it, it supersedes all of that. It's when you lose your mom or when you lose your friend or when you lose your job or when things go sideways and sour and this, that, and the other, it's still having that joy, that deep, abiding joy that almost supersedes our human understanding. And so when we're talking about joy, that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about, yes, I just got my new pair of shoes. I'm so excited. We're talking about, yo, I got this thing and I got an understanding with God and I'm, I'm cool. Like, no matter what else is happening out there, I got this deep, inner, abiding peace and joy. And so joy in the English language uh, literally means feeling great pressure, or pr pleasure, not pressure. Feeling great pleasure and delight. It's this idea of extreme bliss. It's like, it's, it's this. It's, right? Like when you don't, you're like, I don't even have words for this, right? It's so super exciting. But in scripture, the word that is translated as joy in the English is the Greek word kara. Say, say kara. That was so lame. That was lame. Say kara. Okay, beautiful. That was a little bit better, but I want to hear it. Uh, Scott, I didn't hear you over everyone else, and so I need, we're going to do this one more time, okay? You got a fresh haircut. I need to hear your voice out there, all right? Let me hear you say kara. All right, Scott said it that time. That'll work. Kara literally means an awareness of God's grace and favor. Kara means literally an awareness of God's grace and in favor. And so our working definition for this morning, joy, our working definition of joy is that joy is an awareness of God's grace and favor. Joy is an awareness of God's grace and favor. It's not warm and fuzzies. It's not getting excited because your favorite Christmas song come out. It's an awareness of God's grace and favor. And here's the deal. Joy, just like the hope that Rich talked about, and just like the peace that Bob talked about, joy is possible in the here and now. In the midst of all the crazy circumstances of our life and our geopolitical scene and everything that's going on, joy is possible now when we have an, under, when we have an adequate understanding of our relationship to God and God's relationship to us. When we get how that two-way street works, joy is possible. You know, we don't wake up and go, oh, have an Eeyore complex of thinking, oh, the world is so terrible, everything's falling apart, everything's going down the tubes, our poor country, you know, and we're just like, it's so gloomy and doomy and everything like that. It doesn't have to be that way. If we have an adequate understanding of who we are in Christ, our relationship with God, and then God's relationship with us, how he feels about us and how we should respond to him. And so starting out, our relationship with God should be one of total dependence and trust. Our relationship to God should be total dependence and trust. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, we've talked about this passage a bunch from a bunch of different angles, but it says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. It doesn't say, work your tail off of the Lord. Make sure you're in church every time the church doors are open. Make sure you're serving the homeless people. Make sure that you're taking care of this, that, and the other. Make sure, blah, blah, blah. it says, whoa, 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 whoa. Here's your job. Here's your responsibility. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And that says, lean not in your own understanding. That's literally translated to mean don't prop yourself up with your own understanding. 
Don't try to figure everything out yourself. Don't try to, to, to have the corner of the market and have everything in your own sort of ability. Don't rest in that. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not in your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. In order for us to experience joy, biblical, spiritual joy in the here and now, we must depend and trust in God. I mean, that's it. And it seems super elementary. It seems very like, well, yeah, obviously. Yet it's so difficult for us to do because the second things go sideways, we say, okay, what do I got to do? How do I got to fix this? What do I got to, how do, how do I manage this? How do I make this better? How do I put this back together? How do I, how do I, how am I going to explain this to my kids? How am I going to explain this to my child? How is this all going to come together? Rather than saying, okay, hold on a second here. I'm going to trust and depend on God even in this. Even as these things are going on, even as these tornadoes are spinning around me, I have an anchor that I'm trusting and depending on God. And so if we're lacking joy and we're struggling with joy, I would suggest that part of the problem is that we're trusting in ourselves and we've lost sight of who God is. Or we're trusting in our lawmakers and we've lost sight of who God is. Or we're trusting in our employers and we've lost sight of who God is. Or we're trusting in our relationships and we've lost sight of who God is. If we're lacking joy, I would suggest it's because we've lost sight of our relationship to God and what we are called to do and our perspective and our posture in that relationship. Our posture in our relationship to God is to trust and depend on him. But like any relationship, relationships are two-way streets. So what is God's relationship to us? Oh, well, he's going to answer my prayers, and he's going to be my genie in a bottle, and he's going to... No, check it out. Check it out. In Romans chapter 8, verse 37 through 39, it says this. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Him who loved us. You know what God's relationship to us is? He loves us. Like, loves us. Unconditionally. It goes on. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. There is absolutely nothing that can separate you from the love of God. Our relationship to him, trust dependence, having a posture of humility, having a posture of being guided by him, right? That, that's, that's our job in the relationship. His job in the relationship, he loves the mess out of you no matter how much you suck, no matter how much you fail, no matter how many times you mess up, no matter how many wrong things you do, no matter how many wrong decisions you, he loves you no matter what. He loves you. That's his role in the relationship. And so in order for us to experience joy in the here and now, we have to have that understanding that God loves us so much, so deeply. He loves us no matter what. And that's huge because here's the deal. When we're lacking joy, it could potentially be because we've forgotten God's role in all of this. Right? We've lost sight of our role in all of this, that we trust and depend on God, not everything else and everyone else. And then we've lost sight that God loves us beyond our comprehension. We think, oh yeah, he loves us, but, but I mean, really, like, he, he might like everybody else, but, but he doesn't know what I've done. He doesn't know where I've been. He doesn't know the road that I've traveled. He doesn't know how I screwed over that person, and I know that, but I would never admit that, but I know that, right? He could, he could love it, but, but not, no, 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 no. 
when we're lacking joy, it's because we're missing, our perspective is skewed where we don't understand how much God actually, truly, deeply loves us. And so it's very, very important for us to get that figured out. See, we said earlier, joy is grace realized, right? Joy is embracing this dynamic of our relationship with God, that we trust and we depend and we follow him and he loves us unconditionally. And so when we live with this sort of perspective, when we can wrap our heads around this perspective and apply this type of perspective, none of the trials of this world can shake our foundation. When we truly understand that it's not my job to figure everything out, it's not my job to have all the answers for everything, it's not my job to lean into my own understanding, it's not my job to figure out all of the world. My job is to trust, depend, and follow Jesus. That's, that's my job in this. And God's job, why is God doing this? Why is God, my, God's job is to love us unconditionally. And when we're able to have that simple of a relationship, obviously there's more complexities and all kinds of things that have to be unpacked in that. But at the bare bones, at the foundation of this, if we're able to have that sort of simplicity in our relationship with God, that sort of understanding of who God is and who we are in light of that, when things that happen in this world are crazy and unexplainable and whatever, it doesn't rock us to the core. It doesn't kick us out of our joy. It doesn't make us walk around going, oh man, life is terrible and overwhelming. I can't handle it, right? It doesn't do that to us because we have an adequate understanding of who we are in God and we have an adequate understanding of who God is to us and how that dynamic and how that relationship works. And so when my mom does pass six years ago, I'm not shaken beyond belief and I'm not able to go to work and I'm not able to, to take care of my kids and I'm not able to do... I'm not rocked to the core because I have an understanding that, yes, this is a terrible situation. Yes, it hurts so terribly and so deeply. But the reality is I'm trusting and following Jesus that he has a plan and he's got this thing figured out, right? I'm not trying to understand all the intricacies of everything having to do with this. And at the same time, I know he loves me so much and he cares for me so much and he knows that I'm hurting. He knows that I'm broken. When Therese died two years ago, you know, the, the, the situation with that was insane, man. She found out in October she had a brain tumor, and then on Christmas it was over. And so it was a really fast roller coaster for us, right? When that happens, I'm not, oh, I'm not a pastor anymore. I'm not doing, I don't follow Jesus anymore. I'm not, oh, how, would he, how could he do that to her? I'm out, I'm out, I give in. No, because I have an adequate understanding of who God is and what my relation is there. It doesn't shake me to the core when these bad things happen. When things happen around us that could potentially be earth-shattering to others, we're able to have joy in the midst of that because we know I trust, I follow, I depend on Jesus. And I know that he loves me unconditionally. He loves me no matter what. No matter what. And so when we experience trials and storms and seasons of struggle, we can have joy above the circumstances. We can have joy that's deeper than the circumstances, because circumstances come and go, but our relationship with God needs to be that constant. Our relationship with God needs to be that anchor. It needs to be that foundation that carries us through all of that. And so maybe you're in here this morning and you're struggling with joy. Maybe you're one of those people that struggle with joy. And your, your emotions are like a roller coaster of the news that day, right? And all these external forces and all these external sort of situations are, are impacting and shaping and guiding your response to life. Maybe you're in here and you're struggling with joy, um, allowing circumstances to dictate your happiness. 
Maybe you need to sort of shift your perspective a little bit. Maybe you need to shift your perspective and realize that our relationship to God is one of trust and dependence. You know, I, I, used, to, I used to say this all the time. He, he's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole wide world in his hands. Right, we sing it as a kid, but then as an adult, we're like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I get that, but I need to figure everything out, right? I, I got to make sure everything, no, no, no. It's, he's got the whole world in his hands, it's taking that perspective and saying, do I believe that or, or, or do I not? Do I trust him or, or, or do I not? Am I following him or am I not? You know what I mean? It seems super fundamental, seems super, super foundational, super elementary, but maybe you need to find joy in the truth that he's got it and that it's not yours to figure out. It's not yours to stress about. It's not yours to worry about. You know, the world goes on outside of what you can control because he's got the whole world in his hands. Maybe you're in here this morning and you need to shift your perspective on God's relation to us. Maybe you need to shift your understanding of God's relation to you. Realize that there's love, that there's grace, that there's forgiveness, that there's acceptance for you and that, that that's God's posture towards you. Yes, you, even you, not everybody else, and not you, you, that God loves you, that God cares for you, that there is love, grace, forgiveness, and acceptance for you. Maybe you need to allow God's love to fill you and then overflow from you. Maybe that's the experience that you need to have this morning, the conversation that you need to have with God this morning. This guy named G. Campbell Morgan says, joy is love's consciousness. Joy is love's consciousness. Love come to fruition is joy. Essentially, joy is grace realized. It's understanding who we are in light of who God is and how that dynamic and how that relationship works. I mean, we see those people all the time, right? We see those people who are full of joy to the brim, and you're like, how in the world? How is that person so full of joy? They, it has to be fake, right? At least, am I the only one that, am I the only cynical person in the room? I'm like, that's got to be fake. They can't be that happy all the time. I am. I'm the only one. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Or we got some liars in church. There goes my cynicism again. I need to chill out. Um, but we see those people all the time. Listen, we want that. And the reality is we can have that. We can be those people. I, I would take it a step further saying, I feel like we're called to be those people. You know, when scripture talks about the fruit of the spirit, Right? These nine attributes of one fruit, that the Spirit is inside of us. What should come out of us? Well, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. What was the second one? Joy. Because we have an adequate understanding of who God is to us and who we are to God. And so joy should be radiating from us. Joy should be, it should permeate all that we are and all that we do. It should be contagious to other people. People should know that we follow Christ. People should know that we are empowered by the Holy Spirit, by the joy that we exude in all that we are and all that we do. And so this is not something that's like, oh yeah, man, that would be cool if, if, if that was me. No, I believe that, that God has called us to be that. That God has called us to have an understanding of who he is and who we are in response to that and how that plays out in our daily lives. And so we talk about, you know, Jesus came down. That's sort of the, the framework of this whole series. So when Jesus came down, 
It was joy that night. Obviously, the Messiah had come. They've been waiting for hundreds of years for the Messiah to come and to show up and, and bring salvation and all that. But joy is here and now through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit as well. Joy is for you. Joy is for me. Joy is for us. Realizing that we trust, depend, and follow Jesus. And realizing that he loves us so, so much. Permeates everything. It permeates everything. And I know it's super simple and super elementary and there's a lot of intricacies to it that you have to work it out and you have to uh, play it out and that's why we have the local church. That's why we come together like this and talk and hang out and build relationship and do life together to work these things out. But at the bare foundation, when we're talking joy, big picture, it's that simple. It's having an adequate understanding of who you are to God and who God is to you. And so if you're in here this morning, you need to work some of this stuff out. You're struggling with joy. You're struggling with your understanding of who God is. You're struggling with, um, you know, who you are in sight of him. I want to give you an opportunity to do some business with God. I want to give you an opportunity. They're going to lead us into another song. And I want you to have the opportunity to talk to God. Say, God, I want that. I need that. Help me to grow in that. And begin to look at ways in your life of, of changes you can make. Things you can begin even this morning. Right now. And say, Holy Spirit, come, do a work in me today. Let's pray together. God. Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and you experience life change. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but still want to support this faith community, visit our giving page at centralchurch.cc. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes.